about improving the podcast, not about improving Mandy Land, right? Right, Mandy Land is what it is. Um, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was where I was like, oh, okay. So that's why you didn't respond. Well, that and because my life is... Okay, so we got... Here, I'll just dump it now. Okay. We got back from vacation, and while we were on vacation, I was I sent my boss an email being like, my body is terrible with dealing with jet lag. Like, if I can do my job when we get back, but if but I... from home. <laughs> right, and I was like, if I drive, I will probably die. And her response to that was like, well, then I think you should take more vacation days. So I was like, fine, I will. And really? on those days, I will go and look for it job oh my god and so literally I ca- I've come like as it is my job is like you know I was willing to sacrifice the driving if the job was awesome yeah and it is not awesome but I also and they're ch- also sounds like they're micromanaging you a little bit oh they're not just micromanaging they are like the worst case of micromanaging but also not supportive but also have no idea what's going on pull people into turf wars um don't value what you actually do. I actually have no idea what you're doing. It's like, it's like literally everything that like, so the other day I was looking up like the ways to be a better entrepreneur and it was like, here are all the ways you can do it and we're literally doing all the opposites. Um, which from my side, I'm like, I'm just going to view this as a really good anthropological experiment into a post-secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, and fuel like all my reasons for being an entrepreneur for a lot longer because... As much as it is nice to get up, not have to think about whether or not you're getting a paycheck, my brain is fried from having to think about, like, when I can lie and when I can be honest and how do I strategically do this and how do I, like, this is not the best use of my brain. I know. Um, You're not wired to be under someone else's intense, um, unjustifiable um, structure. No, <laughs> no. So, because I don't want to say structure, because it's not. Yeah, structure. no, it's not. It's that this I can't, like rules that have no. But they have no bearing. backup. Yeah, there's like, no justification. If there for was them. a reason for it, and I could understand, okay, we're doing this for this reason, and I could have a conversation about it and feel included in that. Cool, but yeah, like the, it's just it's mind blowing how ridiculous it is. Um, but at the same time, my mom, of course, is like, I feel like you've been spoiled by getting to choose everyone that you work with and like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah. And so I've learned a lot from that. Yeah. And so I don't, and I don't think, and so she's like, I don't want you to just quit because you don't blah, blah, blah. And I was like, listen, I said I would give this a set amount of time. Yeah. It's now almost been three months. Minus the fact that I was on vacation for three weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I was like, fine, I will give it one more month. So then technically I would have worked really? the job three months. Wow. And then I'm going to, like, because I'm putting my ducks in a row, yeah. trying to figure okay. things out. I'm trying not to be, like, completely irresponsible and be like, I'm just going to quit with nothing lined up. But at the same time, I'm like, if I actually were to go, so their thing is, like, they would like the visibility of our staff to be, like, on campus all the time. I know. Um, which I'm like, I don't, I'm not convinced that that makes me better at my job or better at doing my job for you. Um, and it would mean that I can spend 12 to 15 hours in my car every week. Yeah. So that equals a lot of time. Yeah. And and what are they going to do? Find the perfect person in Brampton for this job? Like Brantford, sorry. Even harder. Um, 
So I think it's pretty hilarious that like they they don't have a plan for yeah. if I were to drop like if I were to drop off the face of the earth to them. Right. Um, so anyway, that's pretty fun. Wow. Well, and to okay. like sort of just demonstrate it all, as a team building exercise this week, we went to an escape the room, mm-hmm. which we did not escape. Um, <laughs> and then, but like literally, I was like, I want to see the video of us like in that room mm. because literally we're all running around doing our own thing. We're at some point we were solving puzzles, and then at some point we're solving puzzles that other people have solved because no one's talking to each other. Really, and it, and so my coworker was like at like the 30 minute mark which is the halfway mark someone was like so my coworker was like who's I guess technically the most junior person on our team yeah. was like I think we should just come together have a discussion strategize and then go back out and I was like yeah that's a really good idea her and I are standing in the middle of the room everyone just looks at us and then keeps doing what they were doing really yeah wow and so we're redundantly doing work we have no idea what anyone else is doing our our like manager kind of in every so often like solves a problem then just carries on doesn't tell anyone that she's done it but we're all like whoa how did you do that she doesn't share um then our like the big boss at some point is doing stuff and then at some point she just decides to sit and stops doing anything so she may or may not have not been feeling well right but in any case she just totally stops and then when we finally like don't get out the like host comes in and explains to us like okay so these are the next three steps that you would have taken and you technically would have gotten out so we consider this as a close and I was like close is not good enough for me um and I was like oh that would have been the next step and like me and a couple other people were like oh I like it would have taken me a while to figure that out and she's sitting on her chair going I knew that really like Okay, well, maybe you could have helped out a little bit then. Yeah, which, great, but would you do something with that knowledge? Exactly. And I was just like... Unless she was, like, trying to sit back and see if you guys were going to, like, it was, like, testing you guys or something? That's what we were like, is she just trying to observe us? But honestly, it was at the point where I was just like, literally everything that is wrong with our team, we just demonstrated in an hour in an escape the room. We're all trying to fit the same goal. We're all trying to get there in a time crunch. We're all doing it with limited resources and limited knowledge, and yet we're all running around with their heads cut off, no one talking to each other, working in silos with leadership micromanaging and not actually helping. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that was awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's work. Well, yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. That's a good nutshell story. Yeah. <laughs> so I oh think I'm God. at the point now where what I what I like about my job is I get to help people. Like mm-hmm. I I'm completely redesigning a program based off of my skill sets. It's a program I can take with me wherever yeah. I go. Um, I am learning all sorts of things about like how to make connections with people who didn't previously have any interest in having connections with us because yeah no one ever right. talked to them before um that's good and so I'm kind of like well let's let's see what happens at the end of three months like as long as I have learned something I'm yeah you're fine with, with that. that yeah and it's not like <laughs> I mean so I'm not, I mean it's not like it's gonna look funny on your resume I mean, you don't have to put it on there and then hi hi <laughs> You're in the middle thing, so I'm trapped. Yeah. Safe. I'll be around if you want to talk later. Yeah, I'm, I've got to put my head down for a little bit in the moth annex, but if you squish it in the middle. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Bye. Um, 
the... Yeah, it's not going to look weird. No, you don't... Like, you don't have to put it on if you don't yeah. want to. I think I would put it on and I would be pretty honest. Yeah, Like, okay. you know, I was there, I redesigned a program, and then I yeah, left. Dope. You know, like... Yeah. At one point, I was like, I would like... I, I mean, when I started, I was like, I'd, I'd, while I have an 18-month contract, I was also like, if I see two rotations of my program, that means I would have tested it twice, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, if I see half the rotation <laughs> of my program... Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I have pulled together lots in terms of like I like I just did it the way I normally do my job like I assessed what the needs were I met the people where their needs were now I'm testing that like yeah that's good with little to no support from anyone else Mm. so does Ed support you leaving oh yeah he's like like so one of the things I have lined up is uh Clara might be able to like football so I'm currently still holding a position with her Uh and so we're looking at like basically making that role larger and so mm. Ed's like and so she said that probably won't happen until July which is kind of where I'm like maybe I'll give it another right. month and he was like hey if you want to quit now and have a month to yourself he's like I'm cool with that I was like seriously yeah so we'll see we'll see how the next like week or so go right so it could be July 1st yeah or June 1st yeah 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 or I guess you could give June 1st and then yeah June I also was like I might propose to them what a part-time would look like yeah and they can take it and then they can take it or leave it yeah exactly I like that idea if you want to yeah because like I'm not like there are members of my team who I really like Mm. there are also members of my team who I think I would like in other circumstances but I think that they are in a situation Mm. where like you they are they have to be so protective of their work they are fighting to constantly prove their value so they do things that I don't think I assume Mm. they wouldn't do in other circumstances because none of us are doing the best version of our work because we are dealing with so many other things Yeah, and it's not the first time I've seen this in a post-secondary like and so it's also just like totally solidified for me and maybe it should have been a red flag when people were saying this before I accepted this job but I feel like now it's like, well, I've had two data sets of my own yeah. um, to, like, prove that, like, these are organizations that are getting a shit ton of money mm-hmm. to basically run around with their heads cut off and they don't have leadership support. The leadership is either the bottleneck or has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, two ends of the extreme. But then also, they have a whole team of people who are actually really smart, but can't do the best versions of their work. Yeah. And this is the second time I've seen almost an exact duplicate, minus a leadership lacking for different reasons, mm-hmm. but almost an exact like blueprint of the same dynamic. And I'm like, do you know what we could do in the nonprofit world with this much money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, Ugh! it's so annoying. Yeah, they're so, I mean, it's so tough. I mean, I think it's probably slightly different issues in an academic, because it's not an academic department, it's no, like no. an outreach kind of yeah, department, yeah. I guess. We're, like, we're actually a non-curriculum-based program. Right. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> but, I mean, there's similar issues. There was a coach in my course, um, like training to become a coach, and she just left a senior, like, admin position like she as a PhD because she's like I'm done yeah I can't I can't Uh, yeah and my understanding is that it's not just in my department the the, 
and I would be okay with it if it happened at other levels, but we were protected by our management. Yeah. But we're not, instead of being protected, people are literally being thrown under the bus by our leadership. Yeah. It's like, as soon as someone else says, like, oh, something's going on, they throw one of us under the bus. Yeah. And so I don't care because I don't plan on having a life in this world beyond this contract. And But there are people on my team who do. Yeah. And so watching that happen also seriously pisses me off because there are people who, like, want to live in Brantford forever. Yeah. Well, where else are they going to work, right? Like, if this is their background and this is their life, like, this is... They don't have a ton of other options if they want, like, a secure... Yeah. I wonder if, like, I feel like this is such a common issue with, like, leadership, and, like, obviously a lot of people get into, like, management or leadership roles because of their background, not because of their leadership or management experience. Or they float to the top because the the people making decisions are like, I can control you, I can control you, I can control you, and then that, those people raise up to management positions without ever having training. Yeah, totally. Managing, and it's hard to manage people, like, yeah. You have like there's so many things and I'm not even saying that I'm a good manager but I'm just saying like there's lots of training that I think true managers need that most managers are not getting I know I know I'm even thinking about like myself and now that I have like you know four staff Mm -hmm. well three like regular staff and then like you know two or three other people and like I manage them a lot and and you know I'm trying to do my best but I don't actually have any experience yeah. like any training sorry I've got experience but I don't have training yeah. in this and so I'm like piecemealing like we should do performance evaluations and like talk about our goals and like are your goals meeting my goals and yeah. you know I mean I, I guess I draw from my coaching background a bit and you know and the idea of empowering people yeah. with autonomy yeah um but I'm not, like, and so, you know, as, as my stuff grows, I could be one of those people who are, like, a terrible manager, and I just got there, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? And you didn't know that you were a terrible yeah. manager because no one ever told you. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I also question the, like, do they just not know how terrible it is? And that, like, literally everyone on our team is talking about looking for other work. And so I kind of wonder, like, because I don't care, could I help? the people who stay you know like but is that like but also it's like one of those things where it's like do you put yourself on the line for that like I don't know and so I mean you could also start to be like risky and not risky but just push the envelope and see what happens well and I am like I am modeling the the type of organization I want to work in, not necessarily trying to wait for it to become that organization. And I know that every time I do it, that I risk getting in trouble, but that's not really something that scares me. Um, Which, I mean, I think freaks out, like, my coworker, like, my direct coworker, like, we share an office. I think it scares her, for sure. Like, she's not like me, and so there are days where I'm like, I'm just, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Like, I'm going to work from home. And she's like, okay, like, make sure, like, you know, our boss doesn't see. I was like, well, I'll just, like, don't worry about it. Like, you do not have to cover for me. If it becomes an issue, I will deal with it. Like, right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I know that it probably scares her to think that, like, I am, like, directly disobeying right. authority. <laughs> do you think you're, a, are you a millennial? 
I am technically a millennial. What do you mean technically? You're technically my, my age okay. bracket. Well, why do you but roll like, your eyes? Because I'm like, because the bracket of a millennial is so large. Yeah, I know. That but don't you think you have a little bit of millennial tendencies? Oh, sure. We okay. were all told that we were like able to do whatever we wanted. <laughs> and we have serious entitlement issues. I had this interesting... And then tie that with like being an entrepreneur. I have yeah. like entrepreneurship entitlement. It's like a dangerous combination. I had to do a reference for um, someone who was working with me for a, yeah. a long time. And she's definitely a millennial. <laughs> and it was a reference with a professor at U of T mm. to, for her. And... Like, I really hope she gets this job. She hasn't been told yet, and it was, like, a week and a half ago. But but that's probably not long in post-secondary world. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> true. But I, like, I was so torn because I think she's amazing. Like, yeah. she's, like, she's such a good worker. She's creative. She has good ideas. But I had to learn. She was, like, the first, like, millennial, I'd say, who I actually had to even supervise because when I left academia, I don't think... I don't think I, I caught any of the millennials. Maybe I was a little bit, but whatever. It just didn't. Yeah, you probably caught the like the first the beginnings of us. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so um, so I had to give a reference or, or a reference call for her, yeah. and so I was so torn because I'm like I want to. I actually do want to say that she is like a millennial and that she has those behaviors because I do think that they're really good qualities. Yeah, like she's very. She can work like on her own totally she's super independent again like has good ideas but she has to but she challenges me like I remember one of our first conversations we were talking about stats or about something and um because she was doing research for me and she started challenging me like talking like I think I've told you about this and like and she was just like you know arguing with me and she wasn't she hadn't even graduated from undergrad yet and I was like what the hell and I was like so taken back and my first reaction was like Hey, I'm the one with the PhD. Like, yeah, in but my is head. that why you were taken back because of the education difference, or that yeah. she was actually was she actually wrong? No, I was barely even listening because I was. You were so just taken like back. your ego was totally, shocked. totally. Yeah. It was like literally like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. And then I caught myself and. Like, I didn't, I didn't change anything then. I just noticed it. And then I, I noticed it, like, more and more because there was a few more interactions. And then I was like, this is actually amazing yeah. that, because she does have good ideas. So then I started to listen. Yeah. And I was like, and this is how she's learning. Like, she's challenging me so she can learn because she was also totally fine when I would challenge her back. She was like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I see that now. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is great. And, you know, it's, there's these little idiosyncrasies that I had to learn to work with, like, even deadlines, like... You know, she works great on her own, but if I don't give her a firm deadline, she pushes it. And because and, I'm like, well, we have to get it in on this date, so I should probably have it around this date. And then it like, you know, it creeps to the end because I didn't give her a firm deadline. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was saying these things to for her reference, and I'm worried that the receiver of it was way too conventional yeah. to accept it. But on the other hand, I'm like, but I want them to go into this relationship with awareness, like, yeah. because you need to manage her properly and you'll get really good results out of her so I don't know I I just I was so torn though because I'm like do I give this like honest reference or do I ignore all that stuff well, and I feel like so when I know the references that got me this job all three of them I think we're extremely honest right. about m some of my like shortcomings, but also the fact that like if you are going to hire me, you should know these things because yeah. this is what comes with all of my other experience. And I actually think that 
there's, I now think that on the one hand, I'm like, oh, that was risky. Like, what if they don't yeah. hire me because of those things? But I also think, like, hopefully you are set up for more success yeah. if they know what they're actually getting into. And then I don't have to fake any of it. I know. Um, and, and it doesn't so, take, like, months to figure it out. Exactly. And I think then an actual good manager yeah. would then be like, okay, so we... Like, we're hiring you for these reasons. Like, we these are the things that we were really excited about. These yeah. are the things that we are worried about, but we also want to work together yeah. on how... Like, because it's not all the worker's fault and it's not all the yeah. manager's fault, right? Like, it can never be one person's fault entirely. And so I think that, like, that conversation is something that should be ongoing. Nothing should be a surprise on either end. Um... And yet I do think that like the ego piece is so interesting because even my boss, like we had this strategic planning meeting, which by the way, we're not allowed to strategize unless they're involved in the meeting Um, (laughs) because, you know, it's above our pay grade. Um, (laughs) But also, so we were having one of these meetings and we were talking about like different things and activities we do. And so one of the things that we came up with was like, oh, we're building awareness. And immediately my boss was like, no, we're raising awareness. And I was like, what? And I was like, what's the difference? And so I was like, you can't raise something if nothing existed. So to build, you have to build a foundation and then you can raise it from a foundation. So I was like arguing for the building word, adjective, action, whatever, right? And she was like, she basically threw a like, no, I've been in academia longer than you. Right. It's building or raising. And I was like, okay, I cannot, like, literally. So that was like, so that. It's exactly what my experience was. Like, that's exactly the same story that I was yeah. saying, except I but held you back. Yeah. Recognized yeah. that. It, and then listened. And listened, right? Like and that's she didn't the entire difference. So, the, so, being super snarky, the next thing we were talking about was relationships. And so, someone was like, "Oh, it's building relationships." And I was like, "Are you sure it's not raising relationships in front of her?" Yeah. <laughs> and literally, everyone's eyes were like, <gasps> and I was like, "What?" Like, we literally just had that conversation. How come it works on that end, but doesn't right. work on this end? And everyone was like, <laughs> like some people were like, "I was thinking that, but I didn't say it." And like. Again, we've talked about that I do not have a very good filter. Right. And so I'm just going to say it. Because it was like, I'm like... Of course you had to. <laughs> it's like, I don't see why we're sitting here just accepting that whatever she says goes. Yeah. And also, totally. like... How did she react? She just was like... She just, I think, rolled her eyes and like, yeah. on. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, wow. So what are your ducks? How are your ducks in a row? Well, okay, so one of the things that happened was I had asked to go on a specific training the week that I would have come back from vacation. And they decided that I wasn't allowed to go because it would have been the week that I was coming back from vacation. So it was an extremely unique, almost like ideal, catered to me training opportunity. So here? In Toronto, it's an organization that's actually from BC, Um, and so basically what they do is they bring social anthropologists together with a design researcher to teach the design researcher more things about social anthropology. Yeah, that's great. And so they they do not do this often, and I would have been the only design researcher in an extremely unique training with an organization that I would almost consider like my dream organization. 
they decided that I wasn't allowed to go to it for timing purposes, which then, by the way... Was it just because they wanted you in the office? Yes. And then, by the way, they weren't around, so I could have totally gone and no one would have known. Oh so it was, gosh. like, another reason where I was like, oh, so if I just lie more often, I could get away with stuff. Wow. So... But then, because of that, I've been thinking more about, like, what am I giving up to be in this job? Right. Like, the next time something comes up, I don't know that I'm willing to give that up. Yeah. So, as I'm sort of, like, trying to figure out my ducks, there are certain things that are, like, like there's a two-week contract that's coming up that potentially I would love to do. Um, and so, of course, my mom was like, you can't quit a full-time job for a two-week contract. I'm like, but can I knowing that I won't be in this contract because they don't see value in me being like, here is, like, we are a learning organization. If someone comes to you with, this is a learning perfectly ideal for me, these are the ways I will transfer this into our work, these are the added benefits that I will bring to our team, that should be enough. Yeah, totally. And it wasn't. And so it was like, I probably, that should have been like... So you tried to get to do the contract, like take le- take a leave to do, go do No, 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 not the contract. Oh, that the training. The three-day training that right. I've already missed. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. So I feel like I've missed out on one. I'm not really, I'm not willing to miss out on another. Yeah. Well, I'd be happy to have you back in the entrepreneurship world. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was so excited when we had our coffee today. <coughs> I, like, one, that it was like not planned and it just like kind of happened but then I was like I miss Jen so much like (laughs) I want to have these conversations and hang out and meet especially because I feel like I've got like a good schedule and like I've got my routine I'm especially this summer too like now that my teaching's done from the university yeah you have more time open yeah and it's like I'm I'm learning like I'm finding my rhythm in the year yeah and this summer well, I guess until Asher goes to school, but generally, like the the summers are my are going to be my creative space. Yeah. Like, well, and yeah, even when he's in school. Well, no, well, no I guess that's the opposite. Be, yeah. Be home. So I'll figure that out later. But for now, you can go to camp. Yeah, you can go lots of camps. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just like I my plan since like January because I realized like I need to be I need to be writing I need to work on my mama brain website I, yeah. like there's all this content that I feel like I'm getting so behind because he's growing yeah. and like needs more yeah like even last night yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine who has a two week old and she's like really struggling she's actually like a, the wife of one of Mike's best friends mm-hmm. and so um, so we're not like friends friends yeah, yeah. like you're friends by relationship yeah and so but I was like really emphasizing before like if you need anything reach out like you know I had a really tough time she was also an entrepreneur and then had a baby and um and so she's really struggling and just like as I was she is an entrepreneur and now she has a baby so sorry the reason I did say was was because she actually gave gave up her company before she had the baby on purpose and and is working was working full-time oh okay so but she is an entrepreneur and it's in her yeah it's in her blood and she'll probably go back to that yeah so she was struggling and as she was like talking about these things and just like you know like sleep and like independence and all this stuff it was really reminding me of those experiences and I'm like I haven't written about this particular topic we just talked about and I think it's it was really important stuff and I'm like I need to get to this you know like it's I think one of the things that I have definitely taken from this job is the lack of support for women and mothers, not only in work, but as entrepreneurs. Like, it is a huge feel, like a huge pink elephant in the room that, like, 
is not being discussed in most conversations. And when you do bring it up, it's like, oh yeah, you can have that on the side of the mainstream conversation. Yeah. And you know, and it's whether it's that there's there is conversation about it or I'm seeking it out, it's definitely something that like I feel like there should be so many more supports for like you mean resources or like the financial stuff or everything oh I mean like the system that is set up I mean as it is women's it's like known that women's careers are delayed because either you have children or people think you are going to have children so like the like statistically the women's Mm. pay gets tainted because of that so that's like baseline then on top of that it's like imagine well not imagine we know what it's like to be an entrepreneur and not get paid for your mat leave yeah and the and or the, not take one <laughs> or not take one or take half of one or have a spotty one or like whatever yeah. version of it that you have it is definitely not and even when you're on it you're thinking about your business and like you know it's not the same as someone who knows that they're going back to a job yeah and they literally leave it they passed everything off yeah, they can literally just close that mailbox like my friend said that she closed like her work closes the mailbox yeah. and then they reopen it when she goes back to work like yeah. my mailbox never closed I know eh? and then and then every time you do get an email that's like here's an opportunity you're like oh my god how do I do this and this like I what know. does that look like and then you're stupid and you take on opportunities and realize that you shouldn't have <laughs> yeah and but you survived yeah um and and maybe you do learn a little bit better about what you should say yes to and what you should say no to because you yeah. definitely don't have your old you. Yeah. Um, but then even that, right? Like, so anytime someone wants to do something in the evening and I'm like, well, but I've spent my whole day away from, yeah. from them and, like, so then do I want to do that? What's the, like, the time commitment to your work is so different now. Um, and so maybe you're doing better work, maybe you're not. Like, I don't... But I think, like, that whole, like, the constant tension of being, and I know I am not the first woman to ever go back to work after having a child, but sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. And so... Yeah, because either there's no one talking about it, or they're not in the same phase. Right. Or, Or when they do talk about it, it's still, like not the conversation that's happening at your work. Yeah. Well, I so I don't know if I told you, but at um, Gulf Humber, where I am, they... So they have these, like, um, courses where you go away, like... Um, so, like... Uh, like, uh, to different countries and stuff Oh, yeah, like you were that. telling me about the yoga one. Yeah, so it was a mindfulness one, but yeah. um, they... So they asked me if I wanted to, you know, do this mindfulness yeah. one and, and go away, so it would be for next May for, like, two weeks. Um, so 2018 or whatever. Yeah. And I was like excited by the conversation but like really hesitant and like protected uh, like protecting my emotions around it because otherwise it would have been an amazing opportunity but I was like I'm not going to be ready in a year or I'm not confident that I'm going to be ready in a year to be away from Asher I definitely can't imagine wanting to go with him Mm. um and so I like I didn't respond and like it was like over a month and then I finally emailed and said um, I said I can't I can't do this I'm booked up with my other speaking stuff until June of 2018 which is is kind of true because I've got my courses going and I've got some stuff whatever but I could have fit it in yeah but I was like I didn't want to say and I actually felt good about this I didn't want to say that it was because I didn't want to be away from my child yet or I didn't know if I'd be away from yeah. my child because I'm like they're going to read that and think oh you're not committed, committed to your yeah. career yeah and so 
I feel like part of me feels bad that I couldn't just be honest about it, but the other part of me was like, thank God I thought of this other excuse because now it looks like professionally I'm doing really well and if you know, because I'm only part time there, and yeah, so yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, she's got all this other stuff. Like yeah. that's so great. Yeah. yeah. Versus like she doesn't yeah. want to be away from her child. Yeah, and it's funny because then. I sometimes feel the opposite where I'm like, I feel like we are a team, we are a team of majority women. Yeah. And so I want to believe that I can say this happened today. I like, know. So for example, there was one night where like Jackson woke up and was like up for like an hour before he went back to sleep. And it's like that broken sleep is going to affect my like driving to work, which I think is its own issue that they're like, oh, the driving to work is part of your job. Like, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, but I'm also a human being and... I don't want to die. I don't want to die for you. I'm sorry. I just yeah. don't want to. Um, and yet it's like, so then the following week it, it like happened again and I was like, I have to, I have to get my ass out of bed and I have to go yeah. even though it's going to be dangerous. And at the same time, it's like, I want to be able to be like, this happened in my life. Yeah. And I and, can work from home and I can and it's work fine. from home. And like, and part of me is also like, there are no other, while there are mothers on my team, there are no other mothers with Young. young children so yeah. I feel like they've either forgotten or in some way maybe I don't know their children were perfect and they never dealt with it or their children were not perfect and they're much better at dealing with less, or less sleep or yeah or they're like I got through it you can get through it too yeah or like and and I feel like there's something about this like there's also this like false sense of like mothers have to be stronger than yeah and so therefore we cannot we cannot be weak workers as mothers or like at, and so I feel like even that constantly like I know. gnaws at me that like why we are both though so I don't understand why like as long as we're getting the work done where yeah I know like That's you know and so I think that as long as we have to pretend that our mom brains are not as important as our work brains I think that we're not really honoring working mothers I really like that what you just said I want to write it down the mom brain versus our working brain yeah we're not what did you say we're not honoring. as long as we're not honoring our mom brains as much as our work brains then I don't think we're honoring the full person I know and you know I've been actually thinking about this like I I mean I actually I feel I actually feel like at least in my relationship like Mike is taking a hit in his career as well. Um, like, there's a lot of opportunities that he doesn't get to do. No. Because, this is kind of different than what you're saying, but it's just reminding me, like, yeah. like how we're taking, you know, we can't get as far ahead. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the big thing is that there should be support, support for that. Like, yeah. this is life. We're raising human beings. Yeah. So I was thinking about it in that context and just like, okay, well, I'm glad that Mike's taking a hit too, so it's not just me. And like from my <laughs> feminist perspective, I need that to be, like, equal. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, like, we both, like, if, if Asher's sick or my mom's sick and can't take care of Asher, we're both like, okay, who's got the best day to give up today? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not an assumed that you would do it. Yeah. Because yeah. if it was, I'd be, like, insanely resentful. Yeah, but you also would not be with a person like I know. That. <laughs> totally. So, anyway, that's just the side thing. But, yeah. but I've been thinking about, like, caregivers in general. Because, like, I don't yeah. happen to have the situation where I have to take care of my parents yet yeah. or, or Mike's parents yet. But that's, like, the other end of it. And a lot of conversations are at, at both sides. It's like we're ca- taking care of our children and we're taking care of our parents yeah. and our elderly yeah. our elderly parents. And yeah. it's like, this is part of life. Why, why is this not ingrained yeah. in how we work? And, yeah. I mean, I have so many 
issues with like how our society is run and yeah like and I read an article that that what you're saying reminds me of as well because it was about um a black man who was saying that he doesn't bring his whole self to work and I feel like that's what we're talking about too yeah like you cannot bring your whole self to work whether it be gender race home Mm. commitments uh sexuality like everything that you are at home I want to believe that you can be that person at work, and I know people are not going to agree with that, but that's what I want in my work, is to be able to bring my whole self to work, baggage and all. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I feel like that is, like, that's how I feel, and even if I think about in terms of my staff, like, I hope that they feel like they can be their whole self, like, and, I mean, we talk about, like, you know, their issues and, like, what's coming up in their life, like, you know, one of them was struggling with money because she just left her husband, and I'm like, are you okay, like, you know, can we do anything to make this better for you, like, you know, and someone else. Because you have to know that they're distracted, like, you can't pretend, you can't be like, you're a machine and you should continue, even though, like, your home life is not... Yeah. The same it was a week ago, you're supposed to be the same person? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I need to know how that's going to impact things and how we can make it better. Yeah. You know? You know, it's funny, though, because I, I feel like I... I mean, I definitely didn't do this... Like, even with my students in the lab, like, when I was still doing my PhD, like, I wouldn't say I needed to know all the circumstances of their life. I probably should have if I thought about it. But yeah. just, like, like, let me know what goes wrong so we can work together to make sure like I need to know so we can like mitigate the situation and so the whole self is like that too like let's work together yeah and I know and it's inconvenient like it's inconvenient when shit disrupts it it's inconvenient you know for me as a worker if like Jackson doesn't sleep at night but like Life is inconvenient. It's not like yeah. we pretend like we've got this control over. But also, everything. we don't work in like I don't work in a field where anyone will die. Yeah, I know. If something doesn't happen, right? Like yeah. So I think that that's another aspect of it. And I also don't work in a job where like you have to be there every day. Like I understand that my friends who are teachers, they have to be at their jobs to yeah. have their job run. But that's yeah. not necessarily the case for me. And I'm not. In- but even that. You can call a sub. Like it's yeah, exactly. inconvenient, yeah. but no one's gonna die. There are yeah. there's a system, there's a in, system place. in place. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I get that they can't like work from home as regularly as I can. Totally, totally. <laughs> At least not in the current yeah. sense. Yeah, but they have different. You know, there's yeah. different. But you know, and if and if a job doesn't have those systems in place, then we need to make those systems. Yeah, but also think yeah, and think about how you're taking care of those people in different ways, right? Like, yeah. how are you taking care of their like their social mind, their emotional mind, their physical mind, like all of those things need to be taken care of as much so that they can bring their whole mind to work. I know. Yeah. Bring your whole mind to work. I know. Well, I know. Whole self is good. Whole self, whole mind. Whole brain. Yeah. Um, I get really mad at society a lot. Like, yeah. I, I have been lately too, like just like the shit that we've constructed. Like one day I was, um, had butter and it was like in the tin foil or whatever, and there's like more I could have scraped, but it was a pain in the ass, and I just wanted to get rid of it because I needed like because then I'd have this and then another one that was on the go and it was just gonna take up too much space, so I threw it out, and I was like, 
I just got so mad. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, we've created this society that I don't feel like I have time to scrape the rest of the butter off of here. So I'm wasting. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't seem like a big deal in that one moment. But, like, that's just one example of the millions of ways that we do that because we have to be working so much and doing so much. And, like, we don't have time to just, like, relax into this life. And all these like stupid conveniences that are ruining our earth it's because yeah people are working too much well and it's like but are we working too much or are we just consumed with the mindset that we should be busy well yeah that too <laughs> which like is we could often all live with work. less totally. i mean in in the middle class yeah professional world we could all live with less totally you know it's funny like i'm I don't know how much I'm working, like, anywhere between 25 and 35 hours a week. And then also taking care of Asher in, like, the four afternoons a week. And we're, and I was, like, talking with Mike about this. I'm like, so when it's 35, it's too much. 25 is, like, ideal. I'm like, and I'm getting, like, so much done. Like, it's perfect. It's a perfect balance. I feel, like, refreshed. I don't have these, like, long 12-hour days where, which were great because I was addicted to, like, the energy of my work and I'd just be on this roll but I would like literally come home feeling like like you couldn't do anything else and just like this weird like like fuzz in my head like mm. like it was like I was staring at a computer for so long that I forgot the rest of the world existed yeah but I loved it yeah in the moment but now it's like I get forced out of that like I, yeah. can't, I don't have those extended periods anymore yeah 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 and so and then I come back and then I'm like, okay, now I'm with, with Asher and it's great. Like, and I feel so much more balanced Yeah. and I, I'm making more money. <laughs> like, it's just like the universe is like been supporting this for some strange reason. Yeah. I guess they're like, or maybe you're working better because you don't have the time to, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm paying more people to help me. So yeah. So you yeah. have to, in some way, make more money. Yeah, but I guess probably what happens is that the nitty-gritty shit gets done, because I used to avoid that to be the creative. And also, they're probably better at it than you would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and they're being more efficient if they're, like... Yeah. just know. thinking about that. And, yeah. But, yeah, like, I feel... And I I mean, Mike and I talk about this a lot. Like, you know, we're doing, we're doing well right now, and, like, sure, I could be going off and trying to make more money. I mean, we could have... We've always yeah. said that, but... It's, it's more obvious that it's, like, beneficial now. Like... Yeah, and, like, really... Yeah, you could go and you could make more money, but would you be happier? No, like, no. I feel like there's also this, like, you need to recognize, like, what works and what doesn't work, and money is not the only... For me, the only success factor of that. I know. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, because... <laughs> I mean, we know some people who are making, like collectively over $600,000 a year oh versus God. ours which is like that's a whole house almost yeah <laughs> versus ours which is like 150 maybe 140,000 collectively and and they're worried about money and we're not right now we're how like, are they worried about money is it because their tiaras don't have enough diamonds is it just because when you're in another, like, class status, you need to have other things? Yeah. I Which mean, then it's just, like, mine. Like, I think... Houses are more expensive. Like, because yeah. you think you can... Buy, and, and their house is more expensive. And... And then you, you know, have to do more things to keep... I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. 
But I think it's just perception. Totally. Which feels great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're making 150, 40,000, and we're not worried about money. Yeah. People, everyone, most other people in Toronto, of like, of our whatever, yeah. and yeah. up would be like, that's insane. You need more than that to survive in Toronto. No. Yeah. yeah, but you've also made different yeah. choices right. so that you can have because you don't like it's what you value and, and those kinds of things as well. Right. Which is like it doesn't matter what it is, but like you can always find But I think mindset is huge. Like we know people who constantly are like, Oh, you're so lucky because Jackson is so calm. It's like but maybe he's calm because we make a calm environment. Like, yeah. if you decide that everything that happens in your life is a struggle, well, then everything in your life is a struggle. I like, know. it's like, and I don't want that. I don't want everything to feel like a struggle. And for people who are like, oh, but don't you want, like, a house? I'm like, yep, sure, maybe. But I also really like living in a condo. I also yeah. really like the idea that if I wanted to, we could walk to Dundas Square and have ribs tonight because there'll be a rib fest going on. Yeah. You can't do that if you live in Mississauga. <laughs> you know, like... Can you do anything if you live in Mississauga? I don't think so. <laughs> judgment, there, judgment. I've only been there once. <laughs> um, but I just, like, I'm like... I think you have to choose the life you want and create it. And that sounds super privileged. And I know that that is not true. So it's true after you have a a basic income level. Yeah. And I think when you have your basic necessities, like Maslow's hierarchy, when you have your basic things taken care of, and then you don't have to worry about everything else. But I mean, I also think that it's like, but what do you think your shelter has to look like? And I'm not saying that we like live in like a, slum or anything we live in a super nice condo Mm -hmm. but it's also like we've decided that that works for us and we're not willing to go house poor so that we can like impress people with our six bedroom four bathroom house um in middle suburb nowhere land you know like i i value things like having parks and not having a backyard and not having a garbage day and like all these things that you can't get unless you live in a condo. I know. Um, and I think that, like, it's, it's, it's mindset is huge, which is also why I feel like being able to bring your whole mind to work is so important because otherwise you're, like, just crushing mindset that is being fostered in that person because they can't be their full self at work. Yeah. They can't bring their whole mind to work. This is why you have to come back to entrepreneur land. No, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are. That's what you're doing. You're coming back here. I know. I'm totally coming back here. Yeah. It's not just very enticing. It's overwhelmingly enticing. It's overwhelmingly enticing. And, like, I keep framing it as, like, I actually feel like an entrepreneur because I feel so unsupported and that I feel like I'm basically just doing everything on my own, which feels very much like I'm just starting up my own business, you know, with some seed funding because I don't have to worry about making the business. But, and so, and at the same time, I'm, like, I get to be super nerdy about being an entrepreneur, so I'm, like, constantly reading about entrepreneurship, and I'm constantly, like, listening to things about being an entrepreneur, so I, so it's almost like I feel like, in a way, I'm kind of just taking a break to, like, study entrepreneurship, and then I'll come back. From a different, from the other vantage point, or another vantage point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so if I think of it as, like, I took a four-month secondment from being an entrepreneur to study entrepreneurship. That's great. That's <laughs> a perfect way of framing it. 
should you have another interview exactly um, yeah. that requires you yeah, to if I ever this. get a job with my resume again which I also feel like is part of the problem it's like this was my first job with a resume where no one knew me and I had an interview and then I was hired with three references who may or may not have entirely told the truth about me because they wanted to help me get the job. And then I got that job and it's not working out super well. So that tells me from that one single data set that you should never get a job using your resume. You should always go for networks. Yeah. It's interesting. So I have a client who's debating on like moving from the like entrepreneur space to like basically what you did, like corporate, yeah. whatever. We're talking about um, her resume, and, like, she's, like, she's not a designer, but she's, like, innovative. And so she's, like, been doing these resumes and cover letters, and, and as she was describing it, she was, like, had this negative energy about the cover letters. I'm, like, you hate cover letters. She's, like, oh, yeah, they're ridiculous. Like, they're terrible. And I'm, like, well, you're never gonna get a job that way because you have this negative energy so we did this yeah. whole session on like reframing mm-hmm. and so by the end she's like I'm making my resume on my website because she has like a really yeah, good yeah. website she's like I'm just gonna like look at my website a little bit better and like make that my resume and if people want to see my stuff they can go to my to my website and here's and my cover letter is gonna be some like whatever I don't know what, what she's gonna do but she's gonna make that different like a video or something yeah yeah and and she's like and I'm like yeah because you don't want to get hired by someone who will throw away your resume and a cover letter because it doesn't look like the convention you want an innovative non-conventional yeah. unconventional position and she's yeah. like yeah. yeah and it just like totally reframed <laughs> I'm like that's why you weren't getting jobs yeah yeah like, and, and yeah. it was so much better so, so she's in that process right now so I'm excited to see yeah how it goes because like, if you, yeah, like, it's just going to be the same conventional yeah. ways of doing it. Yeah. Even, like, I don't know, like, I get a lot of people who, um, like, want to intern with me or, like, volunteer or whatever. And, and you know, they sometimes they send an email with their resume and I'll look at yeah. them and stuff. But then I've got these random people who just pick up the phone and call me. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm, like, having conversations with them. I found out one person had the same um, master supervisor that I did oh, wow. at Brock. And, like, we had this great conversation. She was actually looking for, like, employment. And I was yeah. like, I don't have anything right now. So, yeah. But, like... But you would obviously keep her in mind now over a cover letter, totally. right? Totally. Like, and, and she'll probably keep me in mind because we had this great conversation. So, you know, maybe she'll contact me again. And, you know, it was just really interesting. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I totally think like relationships are worth so much more than who you are on paper. Yeah, like it worked before, but we don't need to do that anymore. No, and it doesn't even work. Like, so I I did apply for a job at the organization that I will probably end up working with, but through like a different channel, like through the their typical channel, which was like an online resume on Charity Village, blah blah blah, blah. and then like because I have an inside source, I know that like through their arbitrary filtering process I didn't even make the short list of being interviewed and yet I'm already I'm like have already proved value in this organization they're they are going to be crafting out a larger role for me but when you put those two things side by side happening at the exact same time so interesting wow so never ever get a job with your resume (laughs) good conclusion (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, you should never get a I job should never. with the resume. Some people... Everyone who is listening to this, never take anything I say as gospel. <laughs> Even when I suggest it Even is gospel. Even when I say it is... 
the ultimate truth. Yeah. Don't ever listen to me. Um, what time is it? 10.42. Okay, I'm going to pause this because yeah. it's a good end. Okay.